welcome to Happy Hamstrings. This is Julie Brown, and this podcast is designed to talk about yoga and all of my journeys throughout the yoga stages and all the things that I'm learning. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we're going to go over today Satya. Last episode, we talked about Ahimsa. Now, we're going to go over all of the Yamas and the Niyamas. If you don't know what that is, basically, the Yamas and Niyamas are the do's and the don'ts. And they're in order for a reason. So last episode, we talked a lot about Ahimsa. And that is why a lot of yogis don't eat meat, right? Because obviously, the meat comes from a slaughterhouse. So today, we're going to talk about Satya. And if you have any questions or any thoughts, let me know. So, Satya. Hey, welcome to Happy Hamstrings. This is Julie Brown. I'm a certified fitness pro, certified yoga instructor, NASA instructor, spinning coach, F45 coach. I run my business out of Alabama, and I am here for you. So, we're going to go over all the yamas and niyamas. I went over ahimsa in the last episode, and today we're going to go over satya. So, just to review... Ahimsa means non-violence. And that doesn't just mean physical. It also means anything that would take you out of balance. So not just the non-violence that causes yogis to become vegan. Because obviously the meat comes from a slaughterhouse. It's also about if you feel like trust is knocked off balance. Or anything. Anything that causes you to feel out of balance to a way that you're speaking violently to yourself. So that is the first. And it's in order for a reason. The nonviolence and bringing yourself into balance comes first. So with satya translates into truthfulness. Now there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. So I just want to say that satya does not mean that we all should focus on everyone else's truth. Satya means I'm focusing on my truth and you're focusing on your truth. Is only the practitioner of the yamas and the yamas is only within. This is only internal, like self-study, um, which is also one we're going to get to the svadhyaya in another episode. But when you get to the satya, remember this is super powerful to find your truth. And we're going to talk a lot about this. So, you know, kick back. I've got me a cup of coffee. Maybe uh, take off your shoes and fix you a cup of coffee as well. So to be real rather than be nice. This is part of satya. And I'm also saying on every one of these, the yamas and niyamas exploring ethical practice by Deborah Adele. This breaks down all of it. And it's such a good book. If you've read it already and you haven't read it since pandemic, I highly recommend that you go over this again because... It's so good, and especially with pandemic experiences, it's super relevant. So, the part about being real rather than nice, this goes so deep because a lot of us put a mask on, and we feel like we have to play roles. In fact, a lot of us do play roles, and I think this particularly applies to people who are parents. I'm not a parent. However, I saw my mom put on the mask many times. My dad would just keep his stony silence for his mask. And sometimes my mom would just 
you know, just let it out. But the truthfulness, right? So if a mother's stressing out, she's probably not going to tell her children all the problems, right? And another example of this is I have known people who are like millionaires and they're so unhappy because they can't express themselves. They can't be themselves. They don't feel like Um, they don't feel like any true authentic version of themselves and you can just see it. Like they don't even have to say it. You can just see the misery just seeping out of them. (laughs) Like it's in their aura and it's not even because they have the money. It's, it's maybe just that they feel like they have to put on this facade or this show or what they think society expects, or maybe it's just that Whatever they do, it's not good enough because maybe that's something to do with their life and the way they were raised. So being real is so important because, I mean, you don't want to entangle it with knocking things out of balance. So if you say your truth and your satya, your truth could bring something out of balance in the way that the nonviolence speaks about, you know, trusting people and finding your balance. So you don't want to knock off the first one. They're supposed to go hand in hand and they're in order for a reason. So being real is so important and you don't want to settle for a life. Um, Another part of it is the self-expression versus the self-indulgence. You don't want to settle for a life that is less than And so I'm not talking about like sitting around feeling sorry for yourself because you didn't buy the house in the Bahamas that you didn't, you didn't get because whatever I'm talking about having your truthfulness of your true self, your life energy comes from just being yourself, living the life you want to live, not settling for a life that is less than, and you don't want to misdirect your energy. And a lot of times we find ourselves holding in our truth. And then that leads to maybe some form of addiction, whether if it's drugs, alcohol, overeating, um, any kind of addiction, it is often the form of coping mechanism that comes from not speaking your true truth, right? So all of your energy and all of your vitality, it comes from your truth. And the need to belong versus your need to grow. This is what the truth comes from. You want to be real rather than nice. You want to be self-expression, not self-indulgence. And you don't want to feel like you just have to fit in. You have to be able to grow. And the truth about truthfulness, (laughs) say that 10 times fast, the truth about truthfulness. It's never the easy path. If there were two paths in front of you and one is speaking the truth, which of the two paths is the easier path? Often, Telling the truth is a much more difficult path for most of us, right? And because of its um, association to nonviolence, there's a lot of uh, fluidity within it. 
So in most cases, the telling the truth does not create things to be out of balance. There are instances where the yamas and niyamas has some entanglement. So I guess this, the most extreme example would be someone in politics, right? Um, if they tell the truth, they go to war type thing. You know, I don't, I don't know exactly how that would feel to have that kind of responsibility to where, you know, if your truth caused wars, that kind of thing. That's the most extreme example. So speak your truth and you don't want to just go out seeking approval from people either. Um, that is exactly what the satya means. And I'm just going to read a little bit out of this Yamas and Niyamas by Deborah Adele because, like I said, it's so good. And it's really important about um, finding where your soul is sitting. Like, where are you sitting? Which Which part are you sitting in? Are you leaving behind your light side? You know, that sort of thing. All right, here we go. I'm going to go right to, there's a chapter on satya. And there's a part that's, um, the truth has weight. So there's several sections, and I'm going to start at the, close to the end. It says, Although the truth prefers fluidity to rigidity, it also has real substance to it. There is a thickness or a weight to a person who practices truthfulness. I remember hugging my business partner, Anne, one day and telling her that she was thick. She looked a little, ta little taken aback until I explained that I could feel the depth of her integrity and her boldness to make contact with, her, with life however it comes to her. I remember literally being able to feel the thickness in her. I could feel her realness. Like Anne, a person of substance is willing to stay present in life no matter what its initial unpleasantness. They know that staying present with the truth of the moment will add more depth to their lives and grow up and grow them up to be creative and responsible versus becoming a person who walks around with subtle rescue me sign. With a subtle rescue me sign. I'm going to stop here for a second because do we not know that person we all know that person who dramatizes and they're always like oh help me help me help me and I don't think that they do that on purpose I think that's a learned pattern the constant dramatizing and all of my self-study which is in a, another part of these the svadhyaya I have discovered that I'm no longer afraid of removing myself from situations Okay, I'm going to go back to this book excerpt because it's so good. It says, When we run from life, try to manage life, or leave our energy scattered here and there, we feel differently than when our whole self shows up with our thoughts, words, and actions congruent and unified. When we are centered in the moment, we can fully meet the ordinariness of life, as well as the challenges of life. Dishes are met with the same contact as our arguments, as our hugs. There is no need to tame ourselves or hide ourselves. 
all of us shows up to the moment, ready to meet it in truth and integrity, ready to make full contact. Meeting the moment full on is like playing a contact sport. We aren't afraid to play the game with everything we have or to get knocked around a little in the process. It's all part of the fun. There is a profound courage to this kind of willingness to be raw with reality as it is, rather than to run away from it or construct a barrier to soften it. Stepping back, looking at this book, it helps me to realize that I can speak my truth and be real and be authentic. And there are ways that I can do that and knock things into balance rather than trying to knock things out of balance. Because the truth is just about me. It's not about other people's truth. It's not about how other people see us. It's just about speaking your true truth. And a lot of us have a little bit of problem with expressing our truth. Um, or just being able to say no, like if you don't have the time to do something. There's another example. Um, accepting more than what you can handle because you didn't speak your truth. This goes so deep and there's so many different ways to look at it. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope that this helped you. And if you've been holding back your truth and it's creating an imbalance for you, find a way to make a balance. And if it's going to cause an imbalance to tell your truth, maybe as an example, write a letter that you'll never send. This was part of my 200 hour homework. If you've been listening to this, you probably already know. If you've listened from the beginning, uh, one of our homework assignments was to write letters about broken integrity and then you don't mail them. Like you'd never give them that letter, but you just, anywhere where integrity was broken, you write a letter. It was interesting, it was a process, and I think, yeah, I ended up throwing those away. Because in the long run, life is too short to allow yourself to get all bent out of shape over little things. If you're being truthful with yourself, that's where it starts. There are so many great podcasts on the internet. I'm very humbled that you're here with me. Thank you so much for listening. This has been so helpful for me to review my studies and to share all of it with you. Now we've gone over briefly Ahimsa and Satya. The next chapter would be the third one, Asteya. We're going to go over Asteya, which is non-stealing. This is also very vast because we have seen some hoarding going on and maybe of things like toilet paper and things like that because esteya non-stealing it also means living with integrity and not taking more than you need so non-stealing also means not being wasteful or not being a hoarder um, and not comparing yourself to others and I think artists do that a lot so we're going to go over all of that in the next episode because as the other ones it's much more vast than the just 
the literal translation, right? That's why there are so many books about it. My teacher, Michelle, says it's amazing how there's so many books on mindfulness when it really is something that's very simple. So we're just going to break it down. And if you have any thoughts or questions, and if this helps your experience, I would love to hear some feedback. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in and have a great day wherever you're at. Today is July the the 5th. As I'm recording this, this is Monday the 5th. It's about 7.50 in the morning. And I will have another episode. It will either be later today, tomorrow, or who knows when. Namaste. And remember, namaste means the light in me recognizes, honors, and respects the light in you.